know, like when you're in when you're studying abroad, people like to like folks like to like party and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. it was, I remember being there, and especially like again, like we were we would go over like the ways in which like film kind of shaped the nation and like mm-hmm. nationhood. Um, and I kind of was sitting there, maybe it's just like the Madisonian in me, but I was like, yo, this shit's riveting. This is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) And like, one of, (laughs) like, I remember like there was like at least like four different times where I would like look over and see like one of my roommates or something just like passed out. I'd be like, how? Like, this is so fascinating, fun. and you're missing right. it. Like I was, I remember one time I like woke, I like woke one of my friends up. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> 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 this is not a Like you're know, like just losing it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Won't you come along? Hello, hello. Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, Perspectives on Studying Abroad from Past and Present Students of Color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I have my friend Salem as the guest. Salem is a good friend of mine from uh, back when we were both students at Michigan State University. And uh, Salem discovered her passion for film during her senior year. And we both had a certain professor at that time who encouraged her to study it. So, um, and that coincidentally was also the same time when she needed to figure out either an internship or a study abroad program to do for her degree program. uh, Because the internship that she was set up to do previously didn't work out. Uh, So things aligned for her and she ended up uh, participating in a summer program studying film in London. Now, London was uh, not where she was trying to go initially. She spent a lot of time and a lot of research trying to find programs elsewhere, um, outside of outside of Europe especially, and you'll hear her explain her reasoning for that. But uh, London was where she ended up, and looking back on it, she really enjoyed that time. She felt like she grew a lot, and um, being there really solidified for her um that film was what she wanted to do it's what she wanted to pursue in life so um uh, we had a really great conversation a lot of fun discussing all these things um salem is so sweet and also really hilarious even when she's not trying to be so she made me laugh a lot during her interview which i really appreciate so um (laughs) Uh, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with my friend, Salem Joseph. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, wonderful. How are you this Sunday morning? How are you? I'm doing all right. I can't complain. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, how about yourself? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Um, to be honest, like, I haven't, like, done interviews for the podcast in, like, a month. I, like, took a break. So you're, like, the first one I'm interviewing in a while. Uh, but it's good. I'm excited to be back at it. And I'm excited to talk to you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Thank you for agreeing to um, let me interview you for the podcast. That means a lot. 
and uh, it should be fun. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. So, um, yeah. So uh, before we get started, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, whatever you want people to know about you, go ahead and say what you want to say. Okay. Um, so my name is Salem Joseph. I studied abroad um, actually my senior year, mm -hmm. um, like right after I finished. Um, it was my first and only time um, in London studying film and the nation. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, now I live in New York City. Nice. And I actually try and do film here. So, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Wonderful. And what's this? Um... Okay, I might have this wrong. Was this the summer before your senior year, or was it after you walked? Like you walked. It was and... actually. It was actually after I walked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how, was, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it was a little weird, just because um, I had done a because for like James for James Madison, you had to have either like a study abroad or an internship. Mm -hmm. Um. And I did an internship, but uh, there was issues with my housing, so I had to cut my in my internship short um, mm -hmm. and come back. And so Jeff Judge, being the wonderful human being he is, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, said, "All right, you just got to figure out. You you can you still have a lot of time, um, and we're able to get your money back with your loans and stuff like that. So." Um, you just got to try and maybe see if you can do a different option since you're about to be like a junior. Like I had done internships, but I hadn't done any of them through the school. Yeah. So study abroad was actually only like my, my I was like, I got to do this to make sure <laughs> I get it done. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going to take my degree, girl. I wasn't playing right. that. <laughs> you worked too hard. <laughs> you know, you know, so. So then how did you find out about this, the program that you ended up doing? Well, um, senior year, I decided that I didn't want to do international law anymore for like my career mm -hmm. um, due to a professor I had for my senior um, seminar. Oh no. Um, <laughs> For Professor Trevanti, I was like, no, I think I want to do film. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah, no, I think I think this was all just leading me here. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I thought you were going to say that, like, okay, never mind. I see what you're saying. The professor <laughs> inspired you rather than, like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't a situation where you were, like, going home about something and you had one bad professor who was like, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. No, no okay. Professor, <laughs> professor Trevanti was just like, girl, you really like this stuff. Why didn't you, like, study it before? I was like, because I'm an African and that's not practical. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then um, she was like, well, do you have any, like, do you have any more time? Like, can you pick up a minor? And I was like, well, I can't pick up a minor because I want to graduate in four years. Mm. Um, I just can't afford to not graduate in four years. Mm. Um, and... Uh, then she was like, well, maybe you should consider doing a study abroad. Like, you've, you've done those, right? And I was like, no, no, I haven't. <laughs> um, I just never really thought it was, like, financially an option, mm -hmm. um, especially because I know that, like, during the summer, if you take classes and stuff like that, like, it can mess – it was, like, 
it could mess up your aid during the fall and spring. And like, I didn't really have it like that. So I was like very intentional with how I was going to pay for it. Um, so I just did a lot of research and the, the film, like film study abroads are actually really limited. Mm. Um, cause I was really hoping to do one in South America at the time. Okay. Um, cause I also wanted to like work on like my language skills and, I really wanted to study like um, surrealism and like magical realism. Mm, yeah. And there was n- there was literally no study abroads um, for film in South America, which was mind boggling because they actually have wow. a huge yeah they have a huge like booming cinema there like in Argentina in Mexico like it's it's actually like a really healthy cinema space yeah. you know, um, but there was none where you could study there. Is that um, like was that there were none through MSU or there were just like none period? There was like, there was like none period. Like okay. the ones that I found were either like really small, like they were like a week long or something like that. So like they didn't fill any of the requirements mm-hmm. um, that JMC also had. Um, whereas like uh, the ones that were in Europe, um, particularly like in the UK and France and Prague, mm-hmm. um, they were like extended periods of time. Like you could find one that was like a semester long there. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so I think that for me, it was like, I need to do something that's going to fill all my requirements as well. Um, and that was even outside of Michigan state. That's what was so wild to me. Yeah. Um, so I ended up doing one through Michigan state because they had one that filled all my requirements. Okay. Um, and the professors were great. It was a, um, it was a really good like learning experience. I think it was just, um, yeah, that was just like a frustrating thing for me was that I was like really trying to go to a non-white country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I really was. Since I tried Asia, that. I, totally like, I, was like, I was like, yo, I know Beijing's a film space. <laughs> Why are they doing me like this? But all the ones that were like abroad, abroad, like the ones that were like in like Asia or like even like it was like, oh, sorry, sis, like you don't speak Cantonese. I was like, that's real. I was like, that's so real. <laughs> Like that's I get it. I get it. That's fair. Oh. <laughs> um, so so. I'm sorry. It's, I'm not laughing because <laughs> I don't believe you. I'm laughing because I totally believe that this was your pro- thought process. Yeah. I totally believe it. Like I wasn't even I was like, you know what? Like I shouldn't have expected that there was an English that was the hella American in me. Damn, you know, like <laughs> I remember talking to my friend Elvie, and Elvie was like, are we allowed to curse on here? Can I do that? Sure, sure. Elvie was like, bitch, what do you think you were going to find? And I was like, that's so fair. That's so fair. <laughs> I'm sorry. Give me a second. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you try, you know? Because a lot of people... Ooh, let me get myself together. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. So when people think about studying abroad or just like traveling internationally, like Europe is one of the like foremost places in people's minds. And um, I was I was even talking to Joe about this one time about how she wasn't really because she's been to Europe many times and mm-hmm. it's just never been like she does she doesn't see the hype like it's not for her you know like, i mean john's also had some very unfortunate experiences that's true, that's true. yeah 
Um, but uh, it's good that you, like, that wasn't your first thing. Like, you were trying to go elsewhere. It just didn't. <laughs> happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with Europe. It's just that, like, you know, I think. I had a great time. There's yeah. a lot of, like, black and brown spaces there, you know. Um, <laughs> it was just, like, I just really was, like, so shocked mm-hmm. that there wasn't spaces where you could really academically engage if you weren't like either like, you know, like if you weren't like going there full time mm, um, yeah. and like a lot of times like uh, universities have to like seek out those opportunities. And that's kind of when it like realized like, wow, like they also like didn't see it's because like people also just don't necessarily see direct value mm-hmm. in the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in studying and say like, like in a place like Argentina or, um, which is wild because Argentina is like a white ass country low key, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, if it basically, if it wasn't like the big three, you know, like, like the UK, France, or <laughs> your Prague, like mm-hmm. people didn't care. It was so wild to me. Wow. That's so interesting. But I feel like that's useful though. Cause that probably gave you insight into like the whole like landscape and in, in terms of like film on mm-hmm. a, like in an international sense, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, wow, okay. So you didn't end up going to South America. You And so you studied film in the nation and was it London you said? Yep. Okay. And then was there anywhere else? Was the program was based in London? You weren't like traveling around? Okay. Nope, we went to London. We were there for like, um, like six weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and our whole program, I mean like we like went to like Oxford for like a day mm-hmm. um, but our our program was entirely based in London mm-hmm. yeah okay nice and about how like how many people was it in your in your group um about like 12 of us I want to say okay um and I was the I was one of two people of color okay. um it was like 12 yeah, I want to say it was like twelve to. We're just gonna go ahead and be safe and say it was like twelve to twelve to fifteen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was like me and homegirl Bethany, um, and she was she was a sweet girl. She was like very clear that she was not Mexican. She was Ecuadorian. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, all right, cool, sis. Like I'm black mixed with black, you know. Right. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, were people like assuming she was Mexican all the time when she was in the states, and that's why she all had to go go out of her way to say no? I'm, yeah, I'm not no, that was the thing. That was the thing. Everybody, okay. even on our trip, people would forget, and they would be like, "Oh my God, you're like from Mexico, right?" And she would be like, "No, I'm Ecuadorian." And like, oh goodness! At first, I kind of thought it was like based in like a little bit of like a like a superiority. <laughs> like, I'm not from Mexico, bitch. Like, right, no, right. Oh, I see. I see. For, for her, it was actually just this thing where it was like because she was like somewhat olive skinned, like uh-huh. everybody and like spoke Spanish. They were like, "She's a Mexican." Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! That it was that was it was just interesting because it was literally just like me and her. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd be annoyed too. I can. I mean, I can't <laughs> understand from experience, but I can imagine that would be annoying to me too. Um, <laughs> uh, was I? Oh, okay. So, um, your parents are Eritrean, right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so had you been outside the country before to maybe visit Eritrea or go to other places? Was this your first time like going outside the country? Um, so I had been outside the I had been to Eritrea twice. Mm-hmm. Um just because, like, we have, we still have significant amount of family there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, even now, as like time has gone on, and there's been a lot of like, there's basically been like a mass exodus of the country. Um, there, there's still like a lot of our our family, our roots there. Yeah. Um, and so, it wasn't my first time going to the country, uh, like leaving the country, but it was the first time for me traveling like by myself. Um, okay. Because before that, like, I had gone to, like, Canada, but, like, even then, it was like, like, yes, we're going to go see your cousins who all live there. Uh, You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that was definitely the first time where, like, I had traveled internationally, Mm -hmm. like, essentially alone. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you don't feel comfortable answering, that's fine. But um, you mentioned there is, like, a mass exodus from Eritrea. Yeah. Uh, why why is that? Um that's uh, so I mean okay. it's probably complex, but I mean No, it's, it's not that complex. It's just oh. um it's interesting because like me and my parents have a very different stance on the government in our country cuz like mm-hmm. like they grew up during the revolution when they were separating from Ethiopia, right? Okay. And so they essentially put this person in power. And so for them they're like, "No, like we worked so hard, like he's only staying in power because he's trying to uplift the country. And I'm just like, this man has not had elections since he has attained power. Mm. Like this is like, he is Mugabe. He is, you know, he is, he is every, he is every dictator who has essentially once risen to the position, abused, abused power to maintain power. Mm. Um, And so it's like a, it's like a hard thing. Um, But yeah, um, essentially there's like a dictatorship in the country due to like the many conflicts that Eritrea is now in the center of, right? Like we only recently have just begun having like peace talks and things like that with um, Ethiopia due to their new prime minister. Um, And then like there was like a lot of issues, like there's like a lot of conflict along like the outside, like the border, um, even with like Djibouti, which is like a small country, you know, like mm-hmm. countries that you normally wouldn't think like, oh, this is <laughs> there's going to be beef. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Eritrea, you know, we there's a saying that my dad used to say, Eritreans only bend for two reasons, to pray and shoot. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so y'all don't play it, y'all don't. <laughs> but it's but the thing is, is that like that that was something that used to be this like statement of like resilience, and like mm-hmm. now you see it, and it's like it almost kind of makes you cringe a little because it's like it's done so much harm for the country. Like we're now, like yeah. the, the, with the propaganda that goes on there, it's like everybody, like our government's just suspicious of everybody. We used to have NGOs and things that used to come in the country and interact with us, like, mm-hmm. but now. Like we've been likened to like North Korea, and that's really. Like, oh yeah, no sis. Like in terms of like secrecy, people mm, call us the African okay. North Korea. Like that's oh wild. Oh my gosh, that's wild. That's no wild. Um, it's not as intense because like of course like American like like Eritreans who are Americans like go in and out all the time. Mm-hmm. So you have people who like have these feelings, but um, at the same time, it's still. It's still your homeland, you know. Yeah. So how do you yeah. figure out ways to make it better? Wow. 
Okay. Thank you for uh, explaining <laughs> that to me. I had no idea. I, you know, I haven't, uh, I admittedly don't know as much about African countries as I probably should. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate you <laughs> giving me that insight. I really do. Um, wow. Okay. So, so you had been to Eritrea twice and then, but this is your first time traveling by yourself. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, did you feel outside of the country? Yeah, outside of the country. Yes. Um, did you feel any way about that? Like, were you nervous or excited? Were you Actually, bummed because you had to go to London and not somewhere else? Like, <laughs> I wasn't like bummed because, like I said, like I, I'm not one of those people who necessarily like hate. Like, you know how there's like some black folk who are like, "Fuck Europe." I was right. Like, right. <laughs> for me, I'm kind of like, look, y'all, we. <laughs> Like, there's a, a huge community of, like, Grecians who are in Ethiopia, a big community of Italians in Eritrea. Like, we interact with them. Like, you can't, it's, it's, there's no, there's no going back. They're mm -hmm. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know? And so, I think for me, it was kind of, uh, I was still excited, you know? Because mm -hmm. there's also a lot of, like, black and brown artists who have made incredibly significant work. Um like in those spaces, right? Um, mm -hmm. And they wouldn't really have had a platform to do that had they not been in Europe, like due to many reasons, like okay. of course, like systematically, but like also just like technological advancements that they had access to, right? Like you see um, some cinematic places like Nigeria, how they have like Nollywood, right? Yeah. Um, but that's basically because of community support who like, they, they like mm -hmm. love their culture, they love their films, so they support them. Um, but they don't have like access to amazing technology to make these amazing movies, right? Like if you look at a movie from like Eritrea, you're the whole time you're like, wow, yikes. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like they'll like pretend to shoot a gun and it's literally just the gun going up and then you'll hear like a fake sound. <laughs> it's oh, really, okay. you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so like the reason why they've been able to make some of these amazing things is because they've had access to technology due to their proximity to a European country. I see. Um, and so I was still really excited to just be able to kind of experience that. Nice. Okay. So you went and you stayed in London the whole time. Were you in like dorms or apartments or something like that? We were in like a dorm kind of vibe. I shared a room with two other girls. Um, we were at Regents University, mm. um, and it was, like, it was so wild because, like, I felt like that was the most, like, not normal experience that, like, you can have when traveling to a place, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess it is normal if you travel to a place because you want to stay in, like, a nice hotel that's in, like, the center of everything, right, mm -hmm. but I remember going there and being, like, if I ever lived in London, this is not the neighborhood I would live in. Oh, Yeah. Because, you know, like, it was just, it was, like, in the center of the city, in Regent's Park, um, wow. you know, and it was, it was really cool as, like, a traveler and as, like, a person, mm -hmm. um, especially because, like, London's such an international city, it kind of just felt like a cleaner New York, <laughs> um, mm. but, yeah, I think that was something that was interesting, was that, mm -hmm. like, we got to walk, like, to get to our dorm, we got to like walk all through this like really pretty area of like Regent's Park and then um, had like a doorman and it was it was really wild. I remember yeah. sitting here being like, so this is where most of my money is going. Got it, got it. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> you know, it's a clear check. <laughs> 
So you said you were at Regents University. Is that where you took all your classes? Or were you no. in class every day? Or We had classes. Um, we had classes like four days a week. Okay. Um, and if you were taking a lot of classes, because some people were taking less. Mm-hmm. Um, like you had to take at least six classes to go on the trip. I think I was taking like nine. Or oh. Not six classes, six credits. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I think I was taking like nine or 12. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, it was um, it was interesting because some people, you know, like when you're in when you're studying abroad, people like to, like folks like to like party and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. it was, I was sitting there, and especially like again, like we were we would go over like the ways in which like film kind of shaped the nation and like mm-hmm. nationhood. Um, and I kind of was sitting there, maybe it's just like the Madisonian in me, but I was like, yo, this shit's riveting. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah. one of, <laughs> what, like I remember like there was like at least like four different times where I would like look over and see like one of my roommates or something just like pass out. I'd be like, how? <laughs> Like, this, this is so fascinating, fascinating, and you're missing right. it. Like, I was—I remember one time I like woke—I like woke one of my friends up. I was like, "What are you doing?" Where's the shadow come from? Like, you know, like just losing it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> So you were really, really into it. I was really into what I was learning. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, like, so, um, oh, God. One of the professors' name was Justice. Um, and the other professor um, was Parta. Um, and, I, like, I don't know. Like, I think they just were, like, really open to, like, bringing different kinds of content. And, like, mm-hmm. when they talked about, like, shaping nationhood, it wasn't just, like, patriotism, you know? It was also, like, counter-movements. It was mm-hmm. anti-racism. It was, like, you know, like, it was a lot of, like, really cool stuff. Like, I just was, like, very, like, they taught me a lot of the things that m- kind of solidified that I wanted to be a part of film. Mm, um, nice. You know what I mean? And so I was just very shocked. <laughs> and then I kind of, I remember, like, talking to some of the people who I was there with, you know, because I feel like it's one of those things where it's really hard especially when you're one of the only like black or brown people mm-hmm. and you're very culturally different from them. Right. Cause you can be mm-hmm. a black and brown person and still be very like, and still be very involved in white culture. Right. Like I'm just right. not that person and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with those people. That's just not me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I was just like, I wanted to make this the best experience that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, yes, I disagreed with some of my like, <laughs> traveler like some of my my traveling companions Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but i also just really wanted to value them as people and to leave that experience with Mm -hmm. like the best taste in my mouth (laughs) that i could okay um and so it was it was definitely interesting i think like being in the learning space with them versus being in like a like a rec- like recreational spaces with them mm-hmm. because it was like night and day like the way we would get to interact you know what i mean mm. gotcha uh like how so what do you mean like night and day so 
when we were in class, right, that's when I would suddenly realize how much, not like realize because I knew, but like that's when it would be like much more palpable, like the ways in which we would disagree about things. Oh, okay. um, so uh, it was, uh, for example, we would talk about like some of the films that we made, mm-hmm. uh, not that we made, but some of the films that they were showing. And they would just be like, I just like didn't really see how that movie could have been that impactful when it wasn't that like they would say like, you know, like it just didn't really have like they would talk about it in like a cinematic way. And I would be like, yeah, but you're missing the relevance and the fact that like literally this had like a huge following of like punk people who were involved in like anti-racist movements Mm -hmm. and they were showing a queer relationship like you know like I was like very much involved in some of these films and like the Mm -hmm. way that they were like socially relevant and they were kind of more just like cinematically I just didn't think it was that great Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and it's like I guess but sometimes they would show me these like cult classics and I'd be like yo this film was trash (laughs) (laughs) it was trash you know right were they film students? Like, were uh, most of the, the students that were there with you, were they film students or some other type of discipline? Um, some of them were film students. Some of them were theater. Um, some of them were also, like, like um, some of them were, like, they wanted to be in the entertainment industry, but they weren't necessarily filmmakers. So, like, my, oh, for example, okay. my roommate, she's a lawyer, but she wants to be an entertain. Well, she's, like, in law school, but mm-hmm. she wants, she wanted to be an entertainment lawyer. Gotcha. And so she just felt like it would be, like, good to, like, also just, like, learn more about films, how mm-hmm. it's made, the people who are involved in the process. Um, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, in your classes, uh because, you know, you talked a lot about um, or learned a lot about film and nationhood. What, um, like, what countries were the these films coming from that you you studied? Was it, like, mostly European or did they try to mix it up and have it from different, like, regions across the world? Mm-hmm. Um, so, because... Uh, a lot of the films that we studied were from the UK, okay. but they weren't necessarily just about, like, the white UK experience. Okay. Um, especially because, like, our um, our professor would definitely try and be like, hey, you know, like, there's, like, a bunch of, like, film festivals. That, that was another thing. When I was in London, I learned a lot about, like, film festivals as, like, a scene to, like, explore new film. Because mm-hmm. um, they were, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, film festivals taking place here. Um, especially, like, at that time, there was, like, the um, the Indian Film Festival. Because they have, like, a huge South Asian community there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was definitely opportunity to see, like, different stories be highlighted. But they, they were all, it was, like, almost all, like, UK filmmakers. Gotcha. Got you. But like different cultures within in the UK. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. And um, was there, what was the like, like at the end of this program, was there like a project you had to do or paper you had to write to complete mm-hmm. the, the program? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, um, 
like there was like a paper yes but we also had to write like throughout the our time there mm-hmm. um and then we also had to do kind of almost like a vlog style of some of the films that we made okay. uh, or not the films that we made some of the films that we saw and then we had to make like a short film oh okay so what was that process like it was just like a very i don't know i it was my first like film that I ever made and mm-hmm. I hate it. I don't show it to anyone. Honestly, <laughs> I, even though it's digital, I wish I could burn it. Um, oh, come it's probably not even that bad. No, sis, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> I had no idea how to work with audio. So I made it a silent film. Hey, that's, that's kind of clever, I think. I'm, I'm like, no, listen, sis, I needed to do something. And I yeah. kind of was like, well, um, I want to make it gay. So mm-hmm. I made it gay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it's basically just like about this girl who, it was like really like, I was like, I was like, let's just make this like a really gay trope set in Paris. <laughs> like, let's okay. do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like a girl who just falls in love with her best friend. That's it. Gotcha. Do you remember what it was called or what you what you na- named it? Oh God, no, I don't. I don't even remember. Okay, um, but yeah, it was, it was like, pretty funny. How how does one go about making a short film? Like, did you have to put a crew together? Did you do it all by yourself? I mean, like there, like I said, like we shot it literally one of our last weekends there. Okay. Um, and it was, and it wasn't even while we were in London. I was like, yeah, me and everybody wanted to go to Amsterdam because a lot of the folks were like, we go to Amsterdam and get high. (laughs) (laughs) And like me and my friend Kira were like, psych. Mm -hmm. That sounds dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Not even because of the getting high. We were just like, that's like way too many of us traveling together. We stayed together already. Like oh, it was yeah. just like it was just like a lot going on. So it was mm-hmm. it was even from like a judgy standpoint, we were just like, we do not want to do that. <laughs> right, right, gotcha. <laughs> so like me and her were like, yo, we should go to Paris. Mm-hmm. Um so we went to Paris and I was and while we were there, I was just I literally was shooting it all on my um on my like little DSLR that I still have. Okay. Especially what I do most of my photography on now. Nice. Um and yeah, that's that's basically kind of what we were doing was we okay. were just like doing a lot of it on our own. So like I like whenever she needed shots of her, I would shoot her. If we like really were, if I was really trying to get like a shot of us together, we would like try and like finagle the tripod while also maybe getting a kind stranger to press the record button. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. You yeah, shot on location. That's so impressive. Well, that was what was wild, though. So, like, there's literally footage of me being like a cute little gay black girl, like in front of the Eiffel Tower. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Oh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you were able to do that, even though uh, you're so yeah. happy <laughs> in products. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> what did you, um, outside of like filming, uh, like what did you think of Paris? Did you enjoy your time while you were there? Um, I honestly loved Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, even in looking for like grad schools for film, I was really trying to see if I could find a French school that had like an English track. 
Mm -hmm. Um, The French do not get down like that. They're very patriotic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know all about that. Yes, I do. You know all about that. They do not get down like that. So I was like, I was like, what if I take lessons at the same time? They were like, bitch, learn our language, and then you can maybe come. Um, <laughs> it's funny because it's true. No, literally, that's how they did me. That's how they did me. So it's cool. Whatever. Yeah. Like, if you were but trying I- to do something, like, administrative or, like, HR or, like, uh, management or something like that there are English language programs but if you want to get into like the arts mm-hmm. they don't apply it's more difficult to do that when you don't already speak French yeah they don't care they're just like we have our own talented people goodbye <laughs> <laughs> so I actually no I was like really, I was really into France especially because they have like a huge because uh, like the UK's uh, population of um black and brown people is like very focused Mm -hmm. on like west africa um only like recently has there been like a lot like maybe like the past like five ish ten ish years Mm -hmm. because again like because there's like basically a mass exodus coming from my Mm -hmm. region um um, that there's been like different kinds of like african there otherwise before it was really just like nigeria ghana you know yeah um whereas like paris had like a lot of diversity in the types of black and brown people they had there you know yeah um and I was really into that so I was really I was really into Paris as a scene nice okay and uh in London outside of your classes what types of things did you do when you had free time or mm-hmm. or for fun like what did oh. you do outside of studying you know um I did I did like to go to like some of the film festivals that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, sometimes I would just like kind of hang out by myself. Um, other times um, I did, I'm not even gonna hold you. I definitely did enjoy their night scene, their mm-hmm. night life. Um, Camden is a wild place. Mm. <laughs> How so? It's just like, a, especially I think after um, Amy Winehouse died and it became more, more of this like it's it, I don't know I feel like it's almost like the like Camden is comparable to like the village in New York I guess okay in the sense that it's like that's where like a huge part of like the young nightlife just like goes and mm-hmm. it's like a lot of different kinds of people okay. um yeah no is so, there like a rock scene there I remember seeing yeah about her and how she went to Camden for a while just to like huge develop and f- perform mm-hmm. and like is it mostly like I feel like is it a rock scene there or is it like no a, they have like, like a, a huge thing? rock scene it's okay. like a huge punk scene um their R&B scene is actually insane mm. um yeah no it's a London's music scene is like pretty. It's actually pretty eclectic. Um, mm-hmm. I was really into it. I, that was something that I also used to do. Is that I sometimes would go to like just like music shows. Yeah. Mhm. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, no, I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. And were you mostly doing this on your own, or did you uh, get close enough with any of your fellow students that you like hung out together? Or? I um. 
Because it's... It's kind of complicated. Because like I said, okay. I... I, I did learn, I, I felt like there was like a lot of value that I found in some of the people who I met mm-hmm. in that experience and I felt like I bonded with them. Um, but yeah. I do sometimes remember just getting like so frustrated. Um, like there was like a, one particular instance, it was like one of the last few weeks we were there, mm-hmm. like a couple of the girls who I'd met had just like, just like said like small things like not even small I would never I wouldn't think of them as small but they would say things um about this one like security guard who was kind of just like really doing his job mm-hmm. you know like he would be like oh like ladies it's after a certain time you have to go back to your rooms right oh yeah I remember um, the story yeah yeah and my man my man was African you know what I'm saying so he had an accent yeah and, like one of the girls was just like fuck you you barely speak English and I was just like are you serious <laughs> Yeah, is this, no, is this the same girl whose dad was like a lawyer or something? Uh, <laughs> or that's a different that was, girl? That was a different girl. That was okay. a different girl. Um, <laughs> but it was a, that was seat. the thing though was that it was like that was a, that was sometimes things that they they would just say. Uh huh. Um, and I would just be like, my parent, my parents have the same accent he does. Mm-hmm. You know. Or there was the other situation that I had told you about where. Um, one girl like wouldn't leave the room mm-hmm. um, because like she just like her her roommate used to like bring guys back and that made her uncomfortable and so it didn't bother us if like she stayed because mm-hmm. um, she she was a sweet girl we hung out with her um, but then when the security guard came to tell her to go back to her room. Um, because she was like sometimes like we would be loud because we would be like we had been drinking or da 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, "Do you know who my father is?" And I was like, "Wow, we're mm-hmm. here. Mm. We are here." Like right. I, that was that was just never something I could say. Like my dad worked yeah. in a factory. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. Um, and yeah she was like do you know who my father is that's so gross i could call my i could call my father and he could shut this whole thing down do you think michigan state will ever come back and do business with regents university again and the thing was was that was what she did um she like she called she she called her dad and like told her told him about what happened and like uh before all that happened, though, I just, I kind of just got really mad, and I kind of just, like, snapped on her, mm-hmm. and I was just like, do you feel like this is, like, an appropriate thing to do? To just sit here and, like, throw your father's weight around? And yeah. I looked at Kira, and I looked at my other roommate. I was like, I was like, I understand that you two have lawyers for fathers, but me and Kira do not. Right, right. And what are we supposed to do when you guys' dads can, like, do whatever they can do for you, and then all of a sudden we get kicked off the trip because y'all don't know how to act. Mm. Um, right. And it was just, and that was, and that was, like, a frustrating thing to have to explain. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I became very, I was, I was, like, I was very cool with the other girl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, again, like, we had our moments, but, like, like we enjoyed each other's company. Like when I when I did want to do something for my birthday, because I was in London for my birthday. Like yeah. she was, I was like, I was like, oh, like let me text her and like stuff like that, right? And so to have to kind of all of a sudden have that like realization of like, yep, nope, y'all are different kinds of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was like that was something that was always like a 
kind of like makes your skin crawl a little. Yeah. Oh, goodness. It was also just like wild because like right after she was like, oh, girl, my dad would represent you in a second. And I was like, are you Right? I was like, it just went straight over your head. Straight over your head. Oh my goodness. Oh, I, did, I forgot to ask you about your parents. Like, how did they feel about you uh, going to London and doing this program? Did they, because um, you, you, you had mentioned when you were talking to Tremonti and she was like, why haven't you studied this stuff when you enjoy it so much? And you were saying, because I'm African and it's not practical. Like, did they, yeah. did they feel any type of way about you going and doing this like film focused program? Or did Honestly, they feel any way about you going to London? I mean, my parents were kind of okay with it because it was, like, a film in the nation, you know? So yeah. they were like, oh, like, that's something that she can still take to, like, law school. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Like, they, like, you know, <laughs> like, they were like, this is a phase. It will end. Oh. Um, mm. And they were like, listen, as long as we can figure out a way to pay for it, I'm like, oh, that's okay. Like, you, because you're going to get your, de- your your degree. You right. You walked. You right. did what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, and so when I figured out how to do that, they were pretty open to it. Okay. Um, I think it's just interesting because now, like, I'm still doing that, like, the film thing. And they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> so now my mother's like, so you go to grad school for film? I was like, wow. Okay, mother. Great. Um, Wow. So it wasn't a phase after all. I mean, you probably knew it wasn't. They probably weren't so sure until. They weren't so sure. (laughs) They weren't so sure. Um, But it was was funny, though, because the way. I had also, like, recently, like, come out to my parents. I came out to my parents when I was 21. and so, like, it was literally, like, the summer before my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, because um, it was right after I came back from that internship. Yeah. And so I had already talked to Jeff Judge, and he was like, you could just take some classes this summer. And I had come out to them, and things just got really, like, tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Jeff Judge was like, maybe you shouldn't take classes this summer. <laughs> Um, and that's how he ended up getting all the money back. Um, but he was like, you know, like, are you, um, he had asked, like, are you going to be like, okay to take classes in the fall and in the spring? And I was like, yeah, no, like, I'm going to be fine. Um, but it was funny because he ended up referring me to like the LGBT resource center and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I had kind of already had my own community, so, um, I wasn't super involved with them. Yeah. Um, especially because they were like a pretty like like they had some like they had like some very vocal black and brown people mm-hmm. but like it's like it's Michigan state like it's still a pretty white space and right, a lot right. of and a lot of the black community is like pretty hetero mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah at the, at the time right it became mm-hmm. much gayer as the longer we were there <laughs> which was wild to me i was very bitter um <laughs> but I digress. I felt like you missed out all that time. I there, like, you where was out. the wave when I needed it, y'all? Where were y'all? Where were y'all? It was oh, just me and Pat holding it down. Um, but I, I, but I digress. So that's President Pat. 
<laughs> I do though, but I digress. Um, I'm calm. Okay. I'm collected. <laughs> but the thing was, what um, was that? My mother. I don't even think. She, I still don't even think she knows that I actually paid for my um, study abroad with a scholarship that I received from the LGBT Resource Center. Oh, um, okay. I I received the um because at the time I had told them that I like one of the things I wanted to do mm. was like work on like content that was about queer people and do like documentary work that was about mm. like queer black and brown people globally. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do that on this trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that is something that I want to do, like, in my in the grand scheme of my career. Yeah. Um, and so they ended up giving me a yeah they ended up giving me like like, like five G's. Um, wow. Okay. Nice. And so that that was the only reason I was able to attend. If I had not received that scholarship, I probably wouldn't have been able to go. Yeah. From the from the was it LGBT Resource Center. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So if you're going to apply for, if, if there's anybody who is thinking of applying for like identity scholarships, like do it through your resource center. It's smaller. They'll know you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot better than when you apply to these like really big broad ones because yeah. they're, you know what I mean? Like, especially because like in ones that are like smaller resource centers, there's not this like expectation that you have to like pimp out your pain, you know? Um, um mm-hmm. Where you have to be like, and then I was kicked out of my house. Like, it's like, it doesn't always have to be like this, y'all. Right. right. <laughs> um, so. Okay. Oh, that's good, though. Very useful mm-hmm. information. Yeah. <laughs> and so did you, um, like, I don't know, because I know you said, like, you had a, a rough time after you came out. Did you, by the time you had gone to London, like, were you at a place where you were contacting them regularly regularly while you were away or? Um... I mean, like me and my parents weren't really, actually that's a lie. Cause when I first came back to Machine State, like I just kind of didn't talk to them for like most of the first semester. Oh. Um, and then after that it was like fine. Cause I came okay. home for Christmas and it was just this thing where we kind of all acknowledged like, hey, so we like love each other and stuff, but like we don't got to talk about it. Oh. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's um, it's something that I feel like should probably bother me more, but I just yeah. feel like the fact that they're, like, I don't know. Like, I think with, like, Afri- like with, I think in general, just, like, parents who are, like, immigrants and from countries that where it's, it's not just, like, oh, like, being gay is wrong. It's, like, being gay is illegal. Um, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. You kind of take what you... You're going to take what you decide that you want to take. Though some people, it's like, I just won't talk to them again. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really feel like I'm I'm entitled to that type of anger. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? My parents, it's like, one of the, like, you know, like my parents loved me so much before I was ever born mm-hmm. that they came here. Like, that's a big deal. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's definitely one of those things that's like an interesting dichotomy. Yeah. Okay, that is that is really interesting. Um, Cause most I don't know. I'm I'm used to hearing the whole like 
kind of that all or nothing thing where it's like if my parents don't accept me 100% then and that's it you know mm-hmm. and, and people who like take that stance have their reasons you know but um, mm-hmm. it's interesting Definitely. for you to say that like like you acknowledge that you still love your parents and they still love you they just haven't like them not like totally being on board with who you are isn't like a huge deterrent because you still like there's still that love there and I feel mm-hmm. like also I'm well assuming also like y'all being an immigrant family you know it's it's like you said like they came they loved you so much that they came over here before you like were even born so it's mm-hmm. like a different type of a different type of um like commitment like, commitment yeah. right yeah like a like you don't want to be ungrateful, you know, and that's part of the reason why you still are connected with your parents and still have like this love for them mm-hmm. and them for you. So, okay. Yeah. I think it's also just kind of like in general, right? Like they, it's not like they can just say whatever they want. Right. Like, I think it's uh-huh. also a thing where it's like, especially like if you're somebody who's like open with your family in that way. Right. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's gotta be boundaries. Yeah. Um, you know, so I just remember, after that semester, when I came home, my mom was like, you didn't miss us? And I was just like, yeah, I missed you. But like, mm. also like, you you can make a choice. Um, mm. And so for her, she's like, wow, like you really won't come back. I was like, yeah, mom, like I really just won't come back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what she said, you know? Oh, um, wow. So it's just like a thing, you know, where it's like kind of, you just kind of like learn to, to step those boundaries in the best way that you can um and so I think for her I think just in general for like a lot of families it's this thing where it's like yeah you know we gotta take it take it with a grain of salt take Mm -hmm. it take it the best way we can yeah okay and so um so you finished your program in London came back and then um you ended up in New York. Had you already planned to move to New York? Yes. Before you graduated or before you walked and did the program in London, you had already planned to go to New York? Yes. Um, okay. New York is part of my life plan. Um, yes. Okay. And I had actually, um, I applied to New York while I was in the senior seminar. Um, okay. Because I was like, I kind of want to move to a place that has, um, like a film scene. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to move to a place where it was like okay to be queer. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, I think I had just always kind of naturally gravitated towards New York. Um, okay. Maybe it was just like, oh, grew up in a small town, you know, like there's definitely that. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, especially as I got older, it became more and more real where it was like, um, if I want to do anything that's like really art related, if I want to be around more black and brown people, do all of these things, uh, I just felt like I couldn't really do that in my hometown, yeah. um, which is Grand Rapids, and I couldn't really, I couldn't really do that in East Lansing, you know. Yeah. So, I left. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. And you were, you went with City Year, right? I did. Okay. okay. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, what's so funny? <laughs> Lord City. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is it like terrible or something? It's just like an experience. 
matter what city you do, it's definitely an experience. And I think people, particularly privileged people, don't necessarily, like, they'll read it. And, like, city is very transparent when you talk to them about it. Like, mm-hmm. you'll probably be working 40 to 50, actually, like, 50 to 60 work, 60 hour work weeks. And wow. um, you'll be getting paid, like, pretty close to nothing. Um and you have to pay for your own housing. Like they, they really do tell you everything. And then like um, people come and they're like, "What? It's all true? That's crazy!" And it's just, <laughs> I think to me, I was like, "Wow!" Like y'all, like, y'all don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> like there are people who are in our program who are like, they are abusing our basic human rights. I was like, mm-hmm. they can only abuse basic human rights if you like didn't choose to be here. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, they say we're front, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, in certain ways, they're trash, but like, also, like, they're honest. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. not lying to you. It's not. It's not like you don't know. Never <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so you're still in New York. Uh, you're still um, on this film track, trying to get more involved with film. Mm-hmm. Are you still? trying or thinking about going to grad school or film school yeah um i think it's just um especially as you're like an adult right like Mm -hmm. your parents probably will no longer support your future schooling (laughs) um for those of us who are even lucky enough to have it in undergrad Mm -hmm. um and so for me i don't want to do something and then jump into like significant debt Mm -hmm. um but I will say, I think London has London impacted my experience in film so much that I actually have considered like going back to certain like film schools in London or mm. just in like the UK. Um, yeah. How how would you say that it impacted you in terms of your aspirations in film? Um, I think just because. I found that. Hmm. That's a hard question. Give me a sec. Let me think about that's, that. That's okay. <laughs> I think maybe just because in Michigan, right? Like, mm-hmm. I had all of my communities. Mm-hmm. In New York, in many ways, due to city year, I was able to like have. Um, like a safety net of people yeah who i still have you know um where i was like when i was in london it was just like i was constantly learning things i was constantly like i have to go experience this i have to go try this so i can like learn more about my environment and like Mm -hmm. it was constantly this like i had to constantly push myself yeah um and i find myself doing that a lot in new york too but i think when I was in London, um, maybe it was because I also just didn't have, like, that sense of people who I felt like no matter what would catch me when I would, like, fall. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I was really just kind of, like, hustling a lot. Um, okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed London. And, like, also, it's not, like, in New York where you can, like, go to, like, Chinatown and da-da-da. Like, you can literally cross and be in, like, new countries 
um, with new languages and new cultures, and like it's yeah. not it's not inaccessible. It's not hard, you know. Whereas like for me, it's like if I if I want culture, I have to stay in the city, you know, because mm. when I leave it, it becomes more and more conservative, more and more anti essentially into who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something that is sometimes difficult to, to swallow. Yeah. Have you, do you know Hope Robinson? I do know Hope. Yeah. Have you Our talked to her? Who made it. Our homegirl who made it. Right. <laughs> no, she got it. I'm not even going to hold you right. Cause like, cause here's the thing, right? Like I sometimes, I sometimes like, I'm like, Hope probably thinks I'm mad weird. Cause literally we both did, cause we both did Emerald. Yeah. Then she, we both were in JMC. She did SRP, but I did CCP. Mm -hmm. uh, or she did social relations and policy and I did comparative cultures and politics. Um, and, <laughs> to the um, and then she did city year LA. Uh-huh. Right. And originally I was actually going to apply to city year LA and I was like, I just don't think I'll be happy there. Mm. Um, what was that? I don't know. I mean, in certain ways, I kind of like having different seasons. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. As much as I, I like hate that. the winter and I get like winter blues and all of that. I also am just like. I don't think I could do this. Like, I don't think I could be around like the Hollywood scene uh, or okay. whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Um, Cause from what I hear, like, don't get me wrong. Like New York art scene is like very clickish, but Ooh, okay. it's like a whole other level mm. in, from what I hear in LA. It's like, people don't even acknowledge you unless you can bring something to them. You know, like Ooh. they're, like they don't see that you have value unless you are somebody who can like raise their followers, you know? Hmm. And I was like, that's definitely not what I want. I cannot just <laughs> mentally handle that. <laughs> so I ended up applying to like city or New York. And so I talked to her and I was like, Hey, like, you know, like I really want to do like film and da 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 da. Like, how do you like city year? And she's like, you're not going to do anything film related your first year. And like, she was, she basically was like, let me give you this, sis. Like, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, she was like real honest. So I knew what I was going into. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, then like, we both ended up doing like film stuff, but on like opposite sides of the country. Yeah. <laughs> um, we both got th through there through city year. We both did it. Like we both started before in Emerald. Mm -hmm. Um, and now she's at London Film School, which is, like, really funny because that was, like, on my list of schools to apply to. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I'm, like, I feel like, we're, I feel like Hope's just, like, here, let me, let me, let me dip my toe in for you, sis. And <laughs> when you're ready to reach out to me and ask me for my opinion. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was thinking she would probably be a good one to talk to in terms of, like, if you, if you do decide that you, the UK or, or London, London is where you want to go for a film school. Yeah. She could maybe help or just like offer a per different perspective, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's good that you already like know her and are in contact with her. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed you would be, but I just, I figured I'd ask just to be yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. No, appreciate you. Yeah. 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 Hope is cool. Hope is, is really cool. And I'm sure it's like a, you know, a different set of challenges and struggles um, mm -hmm. that she deals with, but you know, that's like the direction she wants to go in and she's like closer to that now, fortunately. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you'll be closer as well, you know, in due time. In due time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody got their own path. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, 
so thinking about London, wait, so when you were in London, you said you went to Paris. Was there anywhere else that you traveled to while you were there? Yes. Um, we went to Brighton, um, which is like this, like, almost like a beach city, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, and it's also like really queer, which we did not know. Interesting. We were, okay. we were there and there was just like gay flags everywhere. We were like, is it pride? And they were like, no. It's like, it's like all the time. I was like, what? Year round. I was so <laughs> mad because I was, I was like, why did I wait so long? Like, <laughs> you didn't um, know. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't know, sis. You don't, you don't know until you know. Right, right. And it was just like wild because like me, my friend Kira, me, Kira, and Simon, and I think a couple other people, we were just like going around, um, just like checking places out. And they had all these like cool shops. Mm -hmm. And there was this like cute little like David Lynch sweatshirt that I got from there. Oh my God. I still have that sweatshirt. I hold it dearly. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I went to, um, we went there. We went to Oxford. Mm hmm. Um, I was in um, Cardiff for a while because I have family in Wales. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, my cousin there, she's a she came as a refugee, um, and she got married, so she has like a cute little like son. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was there for uh, like a, a couple like a week or so before my um, my program started. Um, Cardiff is like really interesting. How so? Um, because it, it's like it's like a very international city, but it's mm-hmm. like a but feels like a small town. Okay, because um, it's like like they basically like all the refugees go to Cardiff. Like that's what I found out. Oh, um, so whether they're from like it, like whether it's like uh, like Bangladesh or like whatever, they go to Cardiff before they go anywhere else because it's so far south. Is that why that's like the first stop for a lot of refugees? I'm not sure, honestly. Okay. I think if, I think it's also because there's like now there's like such a community of it there. It's like okay. easier for them to become assimilated. Um, it's kind of like how they used to do like placement programs in um, the United in the U.S. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, but yeah. It was it was it was really interesting because like we would like go I would go places with my cousin right and she'd just be like oh there's the new there's like a new Indian community that's like popping up over here in the past six months and I'd be like what <laughs> <laughs> she'd be like oh yeah some Serbians over there I'd be like wow okay yeah like there's is a lot it's a lot of refugees there that's so interesting I don't well I don't I don't think about Wales off or that often at all but <laughs> I don't I just. I kind of just think of it as another white place. In some ways, I kind of assume it to be like whiter than like you know England and other like white countries. So it's interesting that you like say you know that there's like a you know growing refugee community of like different types of people because I never would have thought that. Um, Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that might be why too. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, Like you have some places, especially even places like Canada and stuff, where they're Mm -hmm. like trying to like populate the area. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, yo, like let's just send somebody's refugees. They gotta find a place to live anyway. Like So Oh my goodness. No. Um but yeah, she also she also met him. There's I think another thing is that like 
Cardiff has like a very strong like church community mm. who is like very inviting as well as inviting as church communities can be mm. um, yeah. to like to refugees and they do like so many services through the church oh, in, that, wow. in that in that area yeah That's good. Um, like my cousin actually met like her husband through the church she met like a nice Welsh man um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay. Oh yeah, now I got white family now, sis. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I got white family now. <laughs> well, I mean, can start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> start somewhere. <laughs> you gotta get start somewhere. No, never mind. I don't. I don't. National relations get better. Oh, I see what. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you bring me on the show? I'm not I... for viewers. I'm sure they're gonna be like, "Who is this bitch?" I'll be like, <laughs> you gotta start somewhere with international relations by procreating <laughs> with different types of people. Different types of people. Uh, you know, it's a shame because people actually think that way. Or, I mean, I mean, that's not like a terrible thing, but the whole like. <laughs> This is a total tangent, but like how people think you can like end racism, racism by having more mixed babies. It's like, okay. Yeah. All right. If that's all right. Okay. I guess that's how you want to try it. To right. A new, a new lead. I feel like of I beige people. have like a couple hundred years of racial intermixing that would prove that not to be the case, but um, <laughs> sure. Go ahead and roll with that. <laughs> um yeah. no that's great that your cousin you know she found a, a you know uh, a nice place to live found a nice man to man she has her family and all that that's wonderful i do think that's that's wonderful yeah. um <laughs> i'm sorry it took us way off track but um i was <laughs> who get it together you know who okay so uh yes okay so i was gonna ask <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, thinking about you know your time in London or just like the other places you traveled around to is there um any advice you have for people looking to study abroad or just to travel internationally or if you if you can't really think of like advice is there like like a personal takeaway that you had from your experience um yeah so I think for me like in terms of advice like programs are always being added um so if you do want to do something that's like outside of the norm right so like if it's something where you want to study a subject like mm -hmm. definitely don't feel restricted to what your school has to offer um there mm -hmm. what there there was programs that like i said that were available in the places that i wanted to go to they may not have been as long but that's mm -hmm. definitely something that you do, like for a spring break trip or like a winter study abroad you know mm -hmm. um and it, start early um mm. i always felt like oh like financially like this just isn't like a plausible thing yeah. um but uh there's ways around it mm -hmm. i think um one of the reasons why so many like like so many black and brown kids kind of don't travel mm -hmm. in terms of like is because they kind of just don't necessarily think it's financially an option yeah um and that's not true. I, I honestly wish I would have started a lot earlier because sometimes I wonder if maybe I would have like found my passions earlier and been able to craft my degree around that more mm -hmm. as opposed to having it 
like as as I don't know because I also did still do that. I just kind of really thought in my mind that <laughs> it's, um, that's a tangent, but <laughs> start early. Okay, that's my take. That's one of my takeaways. Okay. Um. Yeah, use your resource centers for ways to get scholarships because mm-hmm. so long as it's like tuition based, like you know, like you can definitely use like certain identity scholarships to still pay for those study abroads. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's my thing. Like, don't be afraid to do also certain study abroads that may not be as directly related to your major. Like if you want, mm-hmm. go for like an ISB, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like go for some of your gen eds courses if you mm-hmm. really need to. Um, yeah. Because at least then you'll experience a new place. Yeah. Um, Okay. Good, good. And uh, do you have any travel plans coming up or places that you'd like to go that could be internationally or domestic? Um, um I think the... Oh, girl. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly still really would love to go to... Um, South America to yeah. study film. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. But um, yeah, my Spanish is trash. Um, <laughs> I'm three years removed, man. Three years removed. Yeah. The closest Spanish I have is the Puerto Rican Spanish they speak in East Harlem. And let me tell you, that's not going to get me far. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but. I mean- <laughs> You, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not nothing, but right. But like, it's never too late to learn. I know people say that and it's like, okay, but like things are different now. I have responsibilities and whatnot. Not saying that it's easy, so it's but like you, you could me to learn, learn French now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you could, it's, I'm saying it's possible. I'm like, I mean, like just, I'm just saying like, it's okay if you've lost you know, what, or some, some, or even most of the Spanish you had, like, you could, like, True, I could try to develop that true. again, you know? That's fair, that's fair. Yeah. Um, it's, it's possible. I'm not trying to, like, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to be encouraging right now. <laughs> no, I'm trash. Don't worry. You're being a good person. You are. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, So, but South America, that is, like, still that's one, yeah, that's something like that go. I still want to do. Because they, because the way they do magical realism is just, like, <gasps> insane yeah. it's insane yeah. compared to any other any other cinematic groups you know what i mean mm, yeah. um and is i think like oh sorry go ahead um and i think also i don't know i think i i do kind of as just like a gross cliche i, I still would like to study in paris um yeah. i'm not even gonna hold you paris is nice paris is oh, nice. i don't fault you for that they got cute women, like, <laughs> I don't know. <Yeah. laughs> but I, I do, I do. I want to, I still want to go to Paris. Um, okay. And I, I would like to travel to a few, um, a few countries on the home, the home continent. Um, mm. So I really want to go to Botswana. Mm. Where Botswana? Botswana is honestly fire. I think people kind of sleep on Botswana because, like, it's not, like, crazy dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like white people go to Botswana and they're like, what? There's paved roads? It's like, 
you know what I mean? Like Botswana's obviously hype. They got like okay. a really good nightlife. Um so yeah, I wanna go to Botswana. Um I'm I've always wanted to go to Addis, like Ethiopia, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if they would let me in the country oh, <laughs> as an Eritrean okay. person. So we'll see. All right. And then um What's another one that I want to do? Oh, I really want to go to Ghana. Nice. Mm-hmm. Why Ghana? I know, I know Ghana is like a big one because like, I don't know. It's like one of the more well-known like African countries. Plus it's on like the West Coast and like Nigeria, oh, yeah. Ghana, like West Africa. People are really, seem to be really enamored with. But like, do you have a specific reason why you want to yeah, go to Ghana? Yeah, honestly, Ghana just has like one of the best democracies on the continent. And I just really want to visit that. And I think that's, oh, okay. that's hype. I think that's so hype. Um, I'm still a Madisonian at heart, you know? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I'm just okay. like, yeah. It's like, I just think that's real cool. <laughs> I would really like to learn more about their government system. And yeah. see how I can implement that <laughs> in other parts of the continent. Like, that's really what it is. <laughs> right. Um, Yeah. Ooh, it's Senegal, Senegambia, you know? Mm. I just think they have fire food. Their food is so good. So good. Ooh, okay. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. So, lots of interesting places. Um, it looks like you want to go to. I hope you get to go to all of them in time. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, last but not least, where can people find you or connect with you online if you would like them to do so? Ah, yes. Um, you can, honestly, the best place would probably be Instagram. Um, okay. And my... Oh, that's right. You, you say you do photography. You got your yeah. photography stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah, I do photography, um, screenwriting, poetry, a whole bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, you could go to my Instagram um, at its underscore S-A-A underscore L-E-H-M. Um, which is basically just my name phonetically because you're going to know how to say my name before we meet. I'm not going to do the whole, it's Salem. Not Salem. It's not Salem. (laughs) Don't play me. Don't play me, America. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Okay, Instagram, it's underscore sa underscore Underscore Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Oh, well, this was tons of fun. Thank you so much for <laughs> taking the time to talk to me. It's always good to talk to you and see your face and just hear about your um your experiences. I didn't, because remember the last time, we, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> that's so sweet. Because um, <laughs> uh, I think the last time we talked on the phone, you told me, I feel like you told me multiple times and I just kept forgetting. And then the last time we talked on the phone, you mentioned being in Europe. And I was like, wait, when did you do that? And right, I, right. Like, I was like, I was like, sis, you do. I didn't know what are you talking about. I'm sorry. I, for some reason I kept forgetting. But I remember this time so I was like, oh, I need to talk to her then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so better mm-hmm. able to work it out. Um thanks for sharing and teaching me a whole a lot about, you know, um Eritrea and just like your experiences, um, especially in terms of like film and like the whole like LGBT perspective. Um, mm. Yeah, this was nice. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you for having me, girl. And, and um, oh, it's my pleasure, my pleasure. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And um, yeah, just have a really great week and all that. 
Okay. All right. Bye, girl. Bye. Talk to you later. Hearts. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Talk to you later. (laughs) All right, y'all. There it is. Thanks to Salem for being such a wonderful guest. And I hope you like how this all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out guest profiles and resource lists on younggiftedandabroad.com. Also, if you like what you've been hearing so far, then please continue listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Acast, or Stitcher. And as always, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you yourself would like to be a guest, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So for next week, I have another college friend on as a guest, and she actually did a study away program, which included an internship in Washington, D.C. And then also just this summer, she did a study abroad program focusing on agricultural development and political economy in Sri Lanka. So uh, this guest is a very outspoken and very open person and had a lot of valuable insight to share regarding traveling as someone with an autoimmune disease or disability. Uh, So I hope that will prove helpful to a lot of people. And you will hear all about that next week. But until then, thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.